Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And I'm with Jeremiah Plunk, and this is a Territorial Wrestling Review. What's going on, JP? Hello, everybody. Uh, sorry that we're a little bit late with our delay. I've had some personal issues. Thank you for uh, uh, for working around me. But, man, I'm really excited to go over today's review. Hey, no problem, man. Family first, brother. Family first. Um, little uh, note real fast. I want to talk about the uh, episode was... Um, this show is the uh, January 31st show of the Evansville feed. It's the only feed that uh, I can really find from 87. But this show was, was uh, a lot different from normal. Um, it was basically the tape they sent out to the, the towns on the loop. Um, it wasn't a studio show. It was actually like the B show that um, the towns got. Like Na I, don't, I know Nashville got it because growing up, uh, we'd get it on Saturday mornings. It'd be the first one we get on Saturday mornings, and they would get the studio show later in the afternoon. So it was the uh, B show, which is a mix of studio and Coliseum shows. And I looked everywhere on the internet, even went on some old uh, tape trader sites I used to go to, uh, and there was nothing. Um, so there was everybody was, and what I read up on it from the on the ta old tape trader guys, and they know their stuff. So. Um, there was only one tape sent out that week to the Loop Towns, and it was the it was the mixed one. So, besides that, so I guess we're ready to go. So, like I said, it's the uh, uh, January thirty first, nineteen eighty seven show. Um, I guess parts of it was taped from the um, January twenty fourth Memphis show. Like I said, I don't know what I was. If I only know if these matches were on the twenty seventh show because they could have. I mean, 24th, actually, they could have been some matches they took from the studio. They probably they could have took from, you know, the Memphis uh, hour and 30-minute feed, so we don't really know. So. Uh, so, so my question on this before we dive into it, so did Memphis still have their own TV um, that day, or did they also get a show similar to this? Like, I know this was on Bicycle a week, at, a week behind, but... Did Memphis still have a studio show, or did they get this kind of month-in-review show like we got? Uh, that, the truth, I don't know, because everywhere I looked, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they, um, this is all I found. And like I said, I went on some old uh, tape trader sites, you know, that I used to go to, and they looked on their list and stuff, and all they had was this Evansville feed, and then they just said that um, this was the only um, show that got, you know, syndicated or bicycled out or to the towns uh so i don't know what memphis had um i did find a little thing uh uh on one site talked about um they actually had underneath this show in the tape on the match result the match list on the tape site it actually had it said memphis feed and it had like three matches and it said incomplete so i don't know you know Actually, what was going? What you know? What I'm, I don't see how Memphis could have had a show like that since they do live, and that tape and and that tapes you know spliced together and put together. So I'm assuming Memphis had a live show as usual, and maybe something happened to the to the uh, the tape when they went to production to uh, bicycle it out and put the inserts in. Uh, something might have happened to it, um, so they just used. Um, the um, 
B show that's like I said, I know Nashville got I guess Evansville must have got, I think probably the Evansville, Louisville, Nashville probably got got the second show. Uh, since they were the big town, weekly towns. Like, like I said, I definitely know Nashville does because I used to watch both shows and recorded a lot of them. Um, so I don't know if something happened in production, which uh, I know I have in my notes at the end on the rundown. Uh, it seems like uh, since, you know, the first of the year they've had, the last four episodes, they've had really... Um, productions have just been, it seems like, you know, scattered, chaotic, bipolar whatever you want to call it you know it it was you know the inserts being in put in wrong you know different places they should have been and stuff it just seems kind of like i'm just wondering if it was lawler not being there if um you know it's just kind of there's if a, his attention to detail wasn't there yeah yeah and i've always heard that uh jared you know he wasn't there every week and then um you know there's times where you know he had he was you know more you know uh focused on other stuff going on in the you know with the stuff and i just think maybe with Lawler not being there maybe that might be something with it you know we don't know alex i've i've looked you know forever last three days trying to figure out you know what the actual reason was for it um but that's something i can come up with something happened to um that you know a show loop tape and they just ran with the the uh, B show tape that uh, that some of the towns get. So well, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, at this time they didn't have Dundee there to fill in if Jarrett and Lawler were both absent. Yeah, so I don't actually. So somebody would just have to run it. Actually, I don't even know who had the book at the time. Um, uh, I guess probably could look see if somebody's got some observers or something and find out actually who had the book at this time. Um, <clears throat> so Dundee had left, you know, I think he had the book in 86 and when he left and cause like I said, he, when he left, you know, a lot of the talent, you know, Dundee, Mantell, Landell, they all left. Um, so I don't know if Lawler took the book or if, um, Jared had the book, but I don't see him giving the book to anybody else on that crew unless they had somebody behind the scenes or wasn't, you know, on camera. Um, so I don't know, you know. Who had it, and um, it just seemed like everything is just—it's just been, um, non, you know, no consistency and stuff. It seems like what what usually it seemed like, even though from what I've always heard that they a lot of times the TV was booked, especially when Jared had the book on the way down to the show to the morning TV. A lot of you know, uh, so I don't. Who knows? I mean, just I guess it's one of those things. I need to look into during the week, try to see if I can come up with, um, so they do the regular, you know, the little musical intro comes on, and then Lance is sitting there at the desk, there's no Dave, no crowd, um, now my notes I got, this is kind of, this is what we got the show, this is what we got in Nashville, some people call it the B show, um, and Lance gives the, uh, show rundown, I'll let you take it from there. Uh, yeah, so, then Lance, you know, Always very charming. Like e even though I was very sad, there's no Dave. I love Dave Brown, and from this get go, I think I kind of realized, yeah, we're not going to have a wrestling show. It's going to be more like a recap show. Um, but Lance still brings you in, and I'm still interested to see what they're going to do, what we're going to air, and I was hoping we we're going to get more arena footage, which we end up doing. Um, we get some music videos. We got a uh, born to the USA in the USA with the fads. Uh, we're going to get some arena action with the sheep herders in the past. 
from, a, I'm assuming, a previous studio taping with Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis, Soul Train Jones versus Goto Tojo and Ron Nation. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this match later. Uh, and then he also, and also appearing Paul Diamond. <laughs> that sounds about it. So, uh, so they do the rundown. Let's get to the rundown. And um, so then they cut to the uh, Fabs video, Born in the USA. Uh, this was one of their later videos, I think, in their early 80s run, because uh, the footage was basically mostly sheep herders um, in the footage, and they were shooting the guns with no shirts on, blue jeans, cowboy boots. Uh, I'm sure Jerry Jarrett's property on his farm, shooting the skeets with the dog. Uh, I think it was more the in, toward the end of their early 80s, because they, they were the rugged look, the rugged look of the fabs. Well, yeah, you, you can really see that they're trying to transition uh, the fabs from the, the matinee idol sex symbols uh, from their last run to more macho. Um, and yeah, I, I put in here, I said, th this video is nothing but shirtless ski shooting, uh, B-roll of waving American flags, hugging girls in the front row, and punching heels. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, footage, the match footage on the, on the video was them and the sheep herders. Um, <laughs> what was um, I got on here? What was funny was um, if you hear that's my paper turning. Um, well, old school. Yeah, for <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, that uh, Kern they showed like a little thing of like a little thing of. Lane talking, you could tell it was old, and I think actually that was from uh, the footage of like Lane talking on the video. It showed a, it the the picture looked like uh, maybe Stan's um, uh, before it was. A, you could tell it was a pre-Fabs interview uh, that they showed that picture of during the video because he had because uh, he looked totally different, and then they cut to Kern. And they showed up. Then I threw the picture up of Kern talking during this, uh, doing an interview during this video, and this is what it got me. It was born in the USA, was playing, and if you look at Kern's shirt, he's got a Japanese shirt on. Um, and I know, like in the early '80s, the a lot of the for some reason Japanese shirts were were the cool things. If you actually see some promo pics of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the early Rock and Roll Express pics. Morton's got one of these Japanese shirts, and actually, around this time, eighty and eighty-three, I actually had one too. Um, I don't know what the crap it meant. I bought it at uh, was it uh, World Bazaar, or whatever, in the mall, Hickory Hollow Mall in Nashville. But anyway. oh, Bazaar, Bazaar, man! Yeah, there you go. I, I, hate it. I hate it when that place closed down. There you go. Wrestlers and wrestling fans would go there. You can get your kendo sticks. Yeah. You can get your brass knuckles. You can get all your gimmicks there. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I got mine. Like I said, I had no clue what it could say. Could have said, you know, um, anything on it because it was written in Japanese. <laughs> Who knows what it was? But anyway, Karn had one of those on. I just thought it was funny because the video was born in the USA. And there he is in the video wearing a Japanese shirt with Japanese writing on it. So I thought that was it was pretty funny. Um, so well, like, what he was trying to do is pitch for a Tojo heel turn. <laughs> he, he was going to turn on... on He's going to turn and then leave the fabs and go with Tojo. <laughs> yeah, because I guess... He's planting the seeds early. There you go. I guess he knew uh, Kyo Sato would be gone and they needed somebody to put with Goto. So, he was... Yeah, he's planting that seeds a few years early. 
Sorry about that coughing. Huh. Alright, so then um, they cut back to Lance at the video. And um, Lance is at the desk. He uh, uh, talks about uh, the match coming up they're going to show. is, is um, Highlights from a match with the Fabs against the Sheep Herders from uh, Miss Out Coliseum. Uh, Randy got, I don't hear, I got Randy Hales' own commentary. Jer Jerry Calhoun's the ref. Um, and basically, it was just a, a good old Fabs versus Sheep Herders brawl. Uh, only thing I didn't like about this was it was highlights. I would have loved to see that whole match. Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, my biggest highlight of this match, though, I'll tell you. Uh, so I'm assuming this is a no disqualification match or. No well, rules or something. Well, no. That's what I was going to tell you. That's well, what I'm talking about. I, I, I know why. I, I know why you're going to say this. But this is my biggest thing. So, like, when you see a hardcore or whatever match now, everyone just, like, reaches under the ring. Oh, there's a fire extinguisher. There's a kendo stick. There's a barbed wire wrap baseball bat. These guys were, like, breaking apart tables and hitting them with boards from that. I like that. I, I miss when guys would just use what's already naturally around them. Yes. And create weapons rather than things that shouldn't be under a wrestling ring. Why are they under a wrestling ring? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they use the guardrails. Uh, I think they broke uh, somebody broke uh, part of the step off and used it. I know they did a lot of that in Memphis at the Coliseum. They'd break off a uh, part of the step, wooden step, and use it and stuff. But yeah, it was um, it was a good brawl. I wish I could have seen that whole thing because and and you could tell, man, they were laying it in too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it was um, yeah, and, and and you see the art and the respect of it too, because they were like they were protecting each other on headshots, but man, if it was anywhere else, it was there. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely snug. Um, they uh, they finally showed toward the end. They finally showed Boyd on the camera. Um, he was on the floor. Uh, Lane, one of them goes out there and gets on him and grabs the flag. I think it was Lane. He rolls back in and he and he goes to burn it. Now, if you remember a couple <clears throat> shows back, they did the, the thing. Was it last week or the show before they did the thing with the flag in the studio? And um, uh, Eddie Marr come out there and told them they couldn't burn it in the studio. And they said, well, we can, well, we can do it at the Coliseum. So here's the – so they're going to go burn the flag. And on the, on the, I guess on here it says, uh, Randy Hale says, and the thing and friends are throwing lighters. You could actually see a few lighters come in the yeah. ring. So they, so I guess people were chucking them, uh, and they go to burn it, and then Kern comes in, he puts, gets burn it, and then sheep herders save, you know, they make the save on the flag, and um, and this is something I noticed. Uh, Boyd grabs the flag and, and and powders back to the dressing room. Yeah, and uh, as he's doing that, I noticed something I caught on my eye. He, he's cradling the flag like yes. a newborn baby. Yes. That's I know really putting the importance on the flag. Yes. I like that. Yeah, I, I didn't put that down, but I noticed that too. It was like, because at first I was like, what has he got? And I was noticed, oh, that's the flag. Yeah, it made it, um, you know, it it uh, it was just, it made it more just than just part of their gimmick. It showed, you know, like it was really uh, 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 emotional attached to the sheep herders. Um so that yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, when he did that, because I was first, like, at first, like, what has he got? Because he was cradled, and then I, I was like, oh, that's the flag. And I didn't think he was gonna come back, but um, so they go into they're still brawling and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. And then um, he uh, Boyd comes running back out with a baseball bat, throws it in. Um, I think uh, Lane gets hit with a bat, and then. 
they're all four in there brawling. The back get uh, the ref throws out throws the match out for a DQ, which I still don't understand that since. Yeah, because they're they're hitting them apart. They're hitting them with wooden pieces of chit steps and guardrails. But that, yeah, that took me out of it a little bit. I'm like, and there and there's pile drivers. There's a double pile driver right in front of the referee. Which, geez, the pile driver was over and missed it. Yes, yeah, I got that on here too. I said after the um, uh, the back gimmick, and then they um, uh, they did the <laughs> they uh, did the double pile driver, and I put. I guess since Lawler's gone, um, pile driver's free game now. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have seen that at, when if Lawler was there on the card, you definitely wouldn't have seen a double pile driver. So, right, you know that that right there was uh, that's an odd, it's a rare thing to see on on Memphis TV is somebody else doing a pile driver besides Lawler or somebody giving the pile driver to Lawler, you know, which has been done, you know, but actually just two. Uh, people doing the pile drivers separate from anything Lawler are involved in. It was very rare you saw that on Memphis. So, um, like I said, that was a good brawl. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, when Boyd came back and everything, uh, they had the bat, and the bat got loose. Um, I think it was a Kern got the bat. One of the Fabs got the bat. And, um, man, he drilled, I think it was Williams, right in the arm. Oh, could, yeah. It was stiff, yeah. boy. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, and then he went. He went after. Uh, he went after. I, I can't remember which. But they, especially on this grainy footage, they both look exactly the same. Yeah, it's hard to tell apart um, on, yeah, on this. But thank God he, he dropped down because <laughs> he was going for a headshot. And Randy Hales even goes, "That would have killed him." Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Hales put over. Cause, yeah, because it's like, man, if it, their timing was off, it would have been back. Cause man, it was current. That's what I put down. Kern swung that bat, man, hit the turnbuckle. He, it would have split him open like a melon, man. It would have been bad. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, if that shot to the arm, man. You see, uh, I, I think it was Williams. I think, like I said, yeah, you know, the footage is it's hard to tell because this is probably about third or fourth generation of a of a bat. Judging from the bump he took out of the ring off of it, because Luke was to me was always a, a more athletic bumper. Yeah. Than Butch, um, I would I would assume it was uh, it was Luke just just off the bump he took out of the ring. Yeah, I think it wasn't. But when he when they were powdering out, you could see he was holding that hard. <laughs> but yeah, that, oh man, yeah. yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I guess I, I would have loved to seen the whole thing because a little bit they showed the clips and how it was was really it was snug, boy. It was really snug. So um, so they go back to Lance at the desk and then uh, they show I got on here they show a match. Uh, from the studio. Uh, I'm so happy. Yeah. It's the match that was shown on the uh, 117.87 show that we recapped. It was the Sheepherds against uh, your favorite tag team, the Bryant Brothers. So, I don't know. I mean, we've already, reca we've already recapped it, but I know you love the Bryant Brothers. So I'll let you take this one and just talk about what you want to on this one because that's, that's your team. Hey, that's the only thing there is to talk about is Robert Bryant. He is a star with his, that, that luscious hair. No, it, it, it was, I'll call it Spade a Spade where it is. It, it was a whole squash match. Uh, to beat down Randy, Robert comes in, gets like two moves, skullet waving, beat him down in the match, and then they break Randy's arm. Yeah. Or injure it or however. Yeah, with the, uh, with the ball it, yeah. that and the chair shot. Yeah. 
Um, or not ball bat. I'm sorry. It was the flag. Flagpole, yeah. <laughs> um, some, I tell you, man, I was somehow on Facebook, man. I stumbled across one of those guys. Um, I think he... Uh, you ask him if he has t-shirts. Do what? Ask him if he has t-shirts. Daddy will buy one. See, I, I, it was on one of those Memphis uh, Facebook pages that I'm on. Um, one of them posted on there, and... I don't know which one it was, um, but one of them is on is on one of those Memphis Facebook. I'll have, have to figure out which one it is for you, so you, then you can if it's uh, and you can um, you can uh, interact with them or whatever however you want to do that since you're the you're probably their biggest fan. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm gonna start a fan club just like uh, just like Soul Train Jones fan club, but for the Bryant brothers. Everybody, write in. I'll get you a PO box soon. Hey, that's one thing I noticed since we had the full studio show. There was no, they didn't, the the fan club didn't get plugged this week. So that was a. Well, they probably still had to go through all the letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, um, so that was, uh, part of the thing we, the highlight, one of the highlights we didn't get. Um, let's see what I got here. Okay. Then they cut Lance, they did the, uh, uh cut to the break. It goes to Lance to, uh, he, to do the, uh, Evansville. Wednesday, January fourth show. Um, Lance says we got six ma- six big matches, no increase in price. And he says the main event's a tag title match with uh, Travis and Jarrett versus Idle and Rich. Then they cut to Idle with a um, with the match plug, um, and then you tell it's recorded at the Mid South Coliseum dressing room. Um, and basically, he puts down Jarrett and Travis. He keeps saying that it's a rib, but they're having to work them. Um, now put, the, the thing I noticed the most was Idol's missing some bottom teeth. He's saying, uh, uh, is, is he missing them or are, are they just uh, a, little, a little crookedy? Because Idol's always, that's always been like the, the one thing when I, when I see Austin Idol has just been, the, the grill hasn't matched the rest of the package. Yeah. I don't know if they're just, uh, if they're missing, but they're, if they're, just gapped and crooked, but the real it was real noticeable on this interview. It's, it's I think it's the most I've never noticed it. I've always yeah he's always that's been the the one thing it, it, about Idol is was the the teeth the bottom teeth the top teeth you know you can overlook them but man his bottom teeth are really jacked up so I don't know if maybe who knows <laughs> it might hey it could happen from the plane crash you know I mean you know it go oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, but yeah, it's just stood out to me the most. And then on the interview. Yeah, Quinn, give the guy a break. He survived a plane crash. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess I gave him a little slack on that. But uh, then he uh, he basically just leaves um, the the plugging of the match with uh, Travis and Jarrett and goes into to the into Lawler and turns the, uh, the promo towards Lawler. Um and then Lance closes it out. So what do you? Uh, nobody. They didn't get no rundown of the match. It just that. This is another part. I think is just thrown to. Seems like it's just thrown together. What do you think? So, real quick, I want I want to see if you noticed something that I noticed. They bleeped out family jewels. Yeah, they did. Sure did. Which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, this is the most PC way you can say balls or testicles or anything. Family jewel. You know, he says, hey, Lawler, what about your yeah. nothing? <laughs> so what I got from that um, is, well, they bleeped that out, and they've bleeped out, um, 
when uh, when it first happened, Lance said he had a ruptured testicle. They bleeped it out. I'm wondering if they bleeped that out on the bicycle tapes because they were going out to different stations and they they knew they could get away with at, at uh, Channel Five in, in Memphis. And I think since it was going out to so many different stations on that bicycle loop tape that they really didn't know what they could get away with. So they were just being um, uh, careful, I guess. Uh, you know, that, that makes perfect sense because, I mean, in Memphis, the station manager is the one saying the word. So he knows what he can get away with. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's my thing about Austin Idol. He says some ridiculous stuff that, like, it was said in most promos. You would think, oh, this is cheesy. Like when he renames Evansville, Indiana, is now Idleville. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot to add that. Yeah, but, yeah. But it was but his gimmick. It, it made it seem. Yeah, it made sense. And his delivery. Yeah. Because like he, he could say some crazy things about being, you know, the women's pet and the men's regret and blah blah blah. But his delivery. Yeah. He, he can be wild and entertaining, but still believable. Yeah. And yeah. I think. We, Somebody with a wild gimmick so much nowadays, they they lose they leave out that believability where Austin Idol had it. Oh yeah, definitely. And he just enough of that in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I notice um, they've you know Idol Rich has basically been off TV. Um, uh, it, it, you know, except for they always keep showing the clips. Um, so this is the actual really. First uh, advertising any kind of match with Idol and Rich since they did the Lawler deal, and um, I'm telling you, I still think that that was a shoot because uh, you know Lawler is, is egotistical, and I think in his mind, if if people really knew he he had his nuts uh, ruptured, one of his nuts, and was actually had his you know that that he would think people think less of him as a man. I mean, because he's all, I mean, he's, you know, self-conscious big time. You know what I'm saying? I, in his mind, I, I, just, that, yeah. I just think that. And that's why he said, because why would you get a reverse uh, vasectomy in, in, in 87? That just that just sounds weird. You know? Yeah. So, I, you know, but who yeah, knows? No, it, it makes sense. You know, but like I said, who knows? But, uh. Um, they said that's they've uh, having to bring Lawler. I mean, uh, Idle and Rich back in. Because I'm thinking that's why I'm nothing that, that he's out too long. That you know, even if they were gonna you know do the whole dick deal, he shouldn't have been out this long. It's and it's just you know it it's it's just weird that it would be, it would have been booked this way. But um, anyway, so they cut back to the studio, Lance. Um, they go into clips of the Lawler and Idle Rich angle again. Uh, they, like I said, that's why they just keep showing that, as that's all they got, you know, that's what, I go back to saying that it just doesn't make sense on it. Uh, then they, then back to Lance, and then he cut, uh, cuts to the video of another interview with Randy Hales and the Doctor. It's a new, it's a new interview with the Doctor <clears throat> that they did from a few weeks ago, so it's a new one with the same Doctor. Only thing I got from it was they breaking them HIPAA laws again, um, <laughs> Did you they're, they're a little more vague. I'll say this: they're a little more vague. They're just like the injury, and and, and you know, until he feels better, no ET. Like they're still breaking the hippo laws, but they're being they're being more vague about it. Well, I think another thing. I think it, that too. They're not actually saying what it is. Uh, I think the lawyers don't want it. I mean, 
because that was from the studio on that one. So I'm thinking Lawler. That's another thing. I don't, I don't think Lawler, you know, in his mind, he he don't want it to know that he really got hurt and what happened to his nuts. You know, I think he just because yeah. you know, to him that was you know, uh, he would think that would be he people think he's a less of a man. So I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, they did the same thing. Like I said they yeah they were being a little more vague on on it and um, then they. Um, uh, I think in the next one they're just going to show his charts on the TV, though. <laughs> so then they back to Lance. Uh, uh, back to Lance of the desk. He cuts the interview with uh, Ivan Rich with the black curtain, talking about Lawler. Um, I noticed on this one, all uh, <laughs> the interview was all idle. Rich didn't say a thing. He just stood there. Did you notice that? Yeah, I absolutely did, which uh, I, I thought was crazy because, like, heel, uh, heel Tommy Rich is so fun. And, like, I know he had just started – his metamorphosis into the heel Tommy Rich. But the promos we've seen leading up to it, you know, babyface Tommy having an issue with Lawler, slightly more heel Tommy. So I thought this would have been the promo where Rich really goes full heel. I was excited about it. Yeah. And then it just, it just never happened. Um, what I did get, though, is that Idol has this nice blue cashmere sweater. Makes yeah. a big tough guy. Yeah. Um, and to- Tommy Rich, proud Atlanta boy. With the Denver Broncos t-shirt exactly. on. Exactly. I noticed that too. I was like his finest Canadian tuxedo. Denim jacket, denim pants. Yeah, I was, I was like, um I was like, okay, so you know, he's always the South, you know, from the South or something. But then I thought about it, you know, they haven't been on TV. They probably said, Hey, let's cut this interview real fast. Um and back then you're a wrestler, anybody gives you anything to wear, you're wearing it. You know? Not bad. You don't know how many free t-shirts are in my closet. That's what I'm saying. If you're giving something <laughs> when you're a wrestler, especially what work, um, I'm sure their payoffs wasn't that, you know, they were probably making more, they are making more than anybody else besides Lawler, you know, on the, you know, in the promotion, but still it wasn't a lot, you know, you know, what they usually get. So, um, you know, on the, how the promotion was down, I think so. Anytime, you know, you watch it, though, especially those, uh, though, uh, when they did the plugs for the uh, whatever town it is on the loop, you look at it, when they're just coming there wearing their just regular clothes, they're wearing just all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's crazy for some of the stuff you see through the years. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I don't if I'll come in there, though, looking raggedy, it wouldn't look right. Because, I mean, you know, he had to come in there, even, you know, looking, you know, semi-dressed um, up, you know? Oh, no, no, absolutely. I'm not faulting all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. If Austin Idol came in dressed bad, he's not Austin Idol. He's yeah. not a universal heartthrob. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then I got, uh, okay. They did the thing. Like I said, Idol did all the talking. Rich just stood back. Uh, they cut to a break. Okay, they come back and uh, to the studio. Lance at the desk. He intros the match coming up. It's the Hunter with Bambi. I know you love that too. Versus, so funny. versus Jim James, and it's from the studio. Um, I noticed they uh, they called Bambi uh, the mascot. She wasn't called a manager of Valley. She called she was called a, the mascot. Well, when you saw her work, it makes more sense. Yeah, she was greener than grass. She had she was lost. She definitely was a girlfriend or a wife. Definitely um, girlfriend, wife, or somebody brought home from the strip club the night before. Because. Well, now, because she'd been there more than one week. <laughs> uh, 
Those are those are the ones you just. <laughs> those are the ones when you need trans to get back to Nashville for the Nashville show. <laughs> That's the ones that the strippers are. <laughs> Man, she missed so many cues, oh. and the hunter was trying. He was feeding her, and then when she would choke, she was like, or or rake eyes or whatever she did. She just kind of laid hands upon them. The first time <laughs> the ref, uh, I got her. Ref. That's something that we haven't even talked about. Uh, the, ma- the rest of these matches, all CEO matches have been Jerry Calhoun. Uh, so I guess that's why we never said it. But I put on here, I put on here. We need to talk, say, you know, who, who the ref is. But it's always Jerry Calhoun. But every now and then they'll throw it. But anyway, that first one she uh, she went to, uh, she did, and the, Calhoun was looking right at her. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so. Well, well, in fairness, like I said, she just kind of touched him. So he yeah. didn't really have anything to disqualify on. Yeah. Then I got on here. Uh, this was the most offense I've seen Jameson get in a match. Yeah, and he had really fiery, like, comeback punches. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, they didn't last long, and he was bumping like a madman. None of them good, crisp, or safe. No, they were just like... But he was throwing himself yeah. around. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah, he was uh, like he was just getting ragdolled, you know. And uh, then I put, Jameson uh, about kills himself on the top rope when, the, uh, when the Hunter drops him on the top rope. It was no hands, dude. Did you notice that? Oh yeah! Oh yeah, man! Yeah, like body slam, stun gun type thing. Yes. Oh my god! Oh. Uh, and, and so the the hunter, I really wish somebody would have gave him a better gimmick because man, he's he's put together. He he can do some stuff. He's really aggressive. Get rid of Bambi and get him a better gimmick. And his outfit is stupid. Yeah. Well, the, it, it just, it just. Well, he was, you know, strongman Del Vizi, you know, in George Championship Wrestling, you know, basically uh, a jobber slash, you know, early, you know, opening card guy. Then he went to Southwest and was, and almost made it to, you know, the um, mid card range. Well, at Southwest and what would Southwest become? All Texas All Star. He worked down there. Yeah. You know, he. I don't think he ever got past, you know, mid card down there. Uh, so he really didn't have no gimmick. Um, and I'm. I'm pretty sure didn't he become uh, part of the State Patrol, James Earl Wright, with Buddy Lee Parker? Uh, right. It surprises me that he didn't do more. All right, hold on a second. You cut that. I lost that. You were cut out of that whole sentence there. Oh, I, I said I'm, I'm not sure. Um, it surprises me that he didn't do more though. Just looking at him and looking how because he moves super well. Beautifully threw a beautiful drop kick in the match. Yeah. That's why I got out. That's why down here it says nice standing drop kick. He almost did the flip drop kick. Yeah. And the the uh, power slam he hits for a finish. He yeah. has So much torque on it. Yeah. I think what hurt him his height. He was really short. I'm talking really short. And um, I think that's what hurt him. And and I think being born ten years too late too. You know because territories are dying down. Um, so went a lot of places to go. Um, and his gimmick, he don't have a, I mean, like I said, this is the first time I ever really seen him, you know, as the hunter. Um, so I think that hurt him too, you know, just, but yeah, uh, look wise, work wise, uh, he was really good. And, uh, you know. Oh, and, and yes, you, you are right. He was Lieutenant James Earl Wright. Okay. I thought he was. Uh, he wasn't as big then. Boy, you know, but thing is, uh, he wore a shirt too, didn't he? No, I didn't know. Did they wear shirts? Or they took them off. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah they, I think they were with 
ring and took him off. Um, yeah. But and, and I'm looking at, at his profile right here, and it said he's 5'8". I would have never known that with him standing next to Jim Jameson. He's not 5'8". Uh, no uh, There's no way he's 5'8". Oh, so he's shorter than that? Yeah, has to be. Uh, well, he still made Jim Jameson look like a small, skinny putz. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we got, let's see, we're, shoot, we got a, speed it up because I still got like five more pages but I write big so it might not be that much <laughs> um, so uh, go to the break they come back with Lance uh, they show a Paul Diamond video um, shows a lot of good spots Diamond was doing in the video um, at this point Diamond is just ripped he is jacked to the gills um, uh, looks amazing Yeah, looks amazing does stuff a guy his size shouldn't be able to do yes um I did think it was funny that he's dressed like Rambo, but they're playing a song from Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick. Brought that out a couple times after uh, watching this video. <laughs> yeah, um, I said it was basically, it was good. It's for what it was, you know, video. But uh, they go back to Lance, and then they, uh, Lance intros the Paul Diamond versus Tony Burton match for the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, got Randy Hales on commentary, and this is the first time since we've been doing this, we got to see footage of uh, Frank Morrell being a referee. So, um, well, yeah, I have here Frank, no falsies Morrell, because he doesn't want to get down and get back up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, basically, it was a short match. Um, uh, Burton. The, the, heat was, the heat was a headlock. Yeah. You know, it, it was a very do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, run a high spot into the finish match. Very, very old school. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing in this whole thing was bad. It told a story. Yeah. But it was very little action. So, of course, that's the one they're going to give us a full match of. Yeah. Uh, Burton, he, he's got the great look, but his, he just, uh, some of his stuff looks really awkward. Um, but, yeah. Uh, the super kick was finished. And, you know, Burton, did you notice that Burton kicked out at three? You know, I, I didn't notice that because I was watching Morrell. Because um, that count was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I uh, I didn't notice that. However, it, it doesn't surprise me just because we're still kind of in that era where the guys, if you weren't a job guy, where they thought that kept them strong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then cut back to Lance, and he um, uh, throws it to a uh, match from the Mid-South Coliseum. Patch Naka versus Tojo. Uh, Calhoun's back reffing. Randy Hale's on commentary again. Uh, to be 60 years old, Tojo was moving. Uh, he did mess up He did mess up one th thing. He couldn't get all the way under the leapfrog of, of Tanaka. But, man, I thought Tojo looked good. He did the sneaky heel gimmick, you know, teasing the, the gimmick in the trunks. Uh, his heat looked vicious to be 60 years old. You know, it was just raking and chops and stuff. Uh, but I thought it looked good. Um, for 60 years old, He, I think it really uh, was, and showed that Tojo at one time was a really hey, good worker. Hey, Quinn, somebody's at my door. Do you can you pause this? Is it possible? I'm sorry. Um, I think, let me see. All right, we're back. Had a little pause there for a second, uh, but yeah, it just—I I thought Tojo did really good. Uh, the finish got a little sloppy, uh, kind of a, uh, the crossbody kind of got sloppy. But um, like I said, for being sixty See, years we, old, we're, we're seeing it totally, two totally different things. I thought it was a flying forearm, so it was oh. lost on me. Well, 
it could have been either one. It was, it was, it got, you could tell it got botched up a little bit. So it could have been a, it could have been a crossbody or a fly. It could have been either one or a, um, a little combination of both. But you could tell it got a little, it got a little, they got a little crossed up a little bit on it. Uh, but like I said, man, that, uh, told you, I thought he, for 60 years old, man, I thought he looked good. And it hadn't been wrestling active in, in probably four or five years. Uh, you know, I think it did look, I thought he did really good. Um, I didn't notice, <laughs> um, Tanaka had no shoes on. Tojo had some little shoes on. Cause Tojo always went yeah, barefoot. That, that threw me off. Tojo wearing boots threw yeah. me off a little bit. Well, they were like the little ninja shoe boots. They wouldn't, if you noticed, uh, you could, I kept looking yeah. and watching them. It's hard to see, but, uh, yeah, they weren't really wrestling boots. They were like the little ninja boot shoe thing gimmicks. But yeah, he always, I guess in his older age, um, that, you know, he, he started wearing those. So, uh, uh, like I said, I, I really enjoyed that little, you know, match because Tojo, you know, uh, then they cut to Lance to do the uh, Evansville rundown for Wednesday, December, December, <laughs> February 2nd, <laughs> gosh, I messed this up, February 4th show, um, let's see, so Lance brings it in, uh, he, he uh, brings in Travis and Jarrett to pl uh, do the match plug for the title match with Lawler and Idol. Uh, again, no other mounts. Ma dang, I'm tongue tied. No other matches announced. Um, since nothing, I think they they're you know halfway into the over halfway in the show, and they still didn't mat announce any matches besides the tag match for Evansville. It's you know, like I said, this whole last you know few shows just don't look right. So um, Travis gets a little tongue tied. Travis wasn't any good. Uh, talker then uh he really didn't come into his own until he he become a heel like in 89 is when he really started getting you know he the taste talking got really good uh at that time him and jerry's about on the same level of talking you can tell they they you know still need a little polishing up um they go back to the studio uh then they go it's into a match with travis and jarrett it's old train jones and they're in they cut when it cuts back they're already walking to the ring so, I don't know if it was edited like that or whoever recorded it like that. Because uh, all these com all the commercials were edited out. So, I don't know if they just didn't get back to their VCR in time. But it was, um, I said, Jarrett Travis, Soul Train Jones. They got Soul Train Jones music playing because they're pushing him. Against Tojo, Goto, and Ron Nation. Referees Jerry Calhoun. Uh, and if you notice, Dave is doing... Real quick, before we go over this match, uh -huh. I, need, I need something. What's that? I, I gotta pop a top for this one because this, this is going. I need some help getting through this. <laughs> oh, I don't need no help. I loved it. It was comical. It was great. It actually, <laughs> man. I, first off, the Mississippi Japan connection is hilarious. Okay, my here's my thing. I actually reviewed this last night at probably three in the morning because um, I spent all week trying to find the. Trying to find the the uh, the whole studio show, so I didn't actually review this till last night. Till I when I realized that there wasn't a studio show to review, so I went so on. You were punchy. So yeah, I was getting a little heavy out about three in the morning, and this woke me up. I love this. I rewound it several times and watched. Right, rewound, but you know, however you do it on on the on the YouTube gimmick. I don't know if they call it rewind or whatever, but anyway, so I rewound it several times to watch it. Um. So they, like I said, they came out to Soul Train Jones' music, and uh, um, and I noticed Tojo is wearing shoes again. And did you notice Dave did the intros and did commentary? I did. 
Yeah. So it shows you there's there was a Memphis show. It's just who knows. Um, so I'll let you go on this. Uh, take this from here. He's really good and aggressive. You can kind of tell here that he's going, well, has the potential at least to be something which we all know he ended up being. Tags Tojo in. Tojo with the weirdest heat ever of hip tosses. Okay, I'm gonna cut you off real fast. Uh, Let me stop you. The little that little beautiful back kick uh, that Goto does, man. Did you notice it again? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think I've gotten jaded to it, but it's so good. Man, I, was, I, I watched it again. I was like, I read on a couple of times. It just comes out of nowhere, and it's so crisp. And I mean, it, it's way he does it because he don't set up for it. It just boom, it's out of nowhere, and it's it don't look sloppy. It's crisp, and it, it looks really good. Yeah, go to. I keep pronouncing his name. No, Tarzan goes to. Like, it looks like a heck of a wrestler, and it's funny because I, I said I've seen said this previously. I came to know him from FMW Blood and Guts. Yeah. So to see his early days of wrestling is really, really awesome. Uh, Tojo's in, boom, 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 some hip tosses. We get some sneaky phantom gimmicks across the eye. Did you notice? And then Ron Nation gets tagged. Did you notice uh, Tojo got a pretty good hip toss? Did you notice the judo throw? Yep. Yeah, a shoot judo throw on old boy. (laughs) Go ahead. So I just throw that in there. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know who Rod Nation is. Me I've uh, I, I, I've never heard of him. Uh, I I know a guy named Gary Nation. Hope he's not the same guy because I like Gary, but <laughs> Rod Nation is awful. <laughs> um, Mississippi guy. Uh, and I can tell that the the baby faces are trying to work with him at first. But that does not last long. Jeff Jarrett gives the stiffest Jeff Jarrett clothesline I've ever seen him give. Then Soul Train does it. We get some more beaten. Uh, you get your Billy Bomb in. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Billy Joe's Trap Bomb in the corner. Uh, let's see. <laughs> one, one part that made me laugh. <laughs> Billy has, has a nation hook for a suplex, and he's ready to dump this guy. He texts Jeff and Jeff goes and tries to shoot him off. There's yeah. a little awkward tussle, and then they shoot him off in the weirdest way yes. possible for a back elbow. Yeah, I got on here. I said, uh, I, I'm going to cut you off real fast. Sorry. I was going to get this in. Break the ice. Okay. <laughs> I noticed uh, before the, uh, Travis went for the Travis bomb, Billy bomb, whatever we want to call it. We'll call it the Billy bomb. That sounds good. Um, I noticed Travis started getting a little snug with him. Something wasn't going right. And uh, and then after, he Threw a couple of shots in. I noticed it was getting stiff. And then when he did the bomb, oh boy, had his arms out. Didn't tuck him in. And Travis come down. And he tried to um, not hit him. And you could tell it was awkward looking the way Travis landed. And after that, it yeah. was on. Travis started stiffening him and was beating the crap out of him on stuff. Oh, I absolutely. Uh, I, I you caught him covering up on choke on chop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh. And they started, they started murdering them, and it, it very much started to get a uh, get your stuff in. Okay. And did you notice that when uh, Jarrett was in there, he went to tag, he tag, went, to, he went, brought him over and tagged Soul Train in. Soul Train tried to come off the top. 
Yeah. It was still illegal. And see, CWA, Memphis, uh, top rope, off top rope was still illegal then. And they tagged. The ref even, I wish I kept rewinding it. Uh, Calhoun signaled the tag. He goes to the top. And Calhoun's like, no, no. And, and Jarrett, like, and they take him away. They shoot him off. And then Jarrett comes back over and tags Travis. And it's like, and I was like, uh, he actually tagged. I mean, it got so messed up, man. Yeah, he, I thought was hilarious. Yes, like, they did. That, that, that was the thing. Kept drop kicking him. Billy Travis starts rib chopping him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get a couple more drop kicks to set up for this big behind the ref back Soul Train Jones missile drop. Kick. Oh man! That hit about the thigh. Oh, that was. I put on, on my notes. I put um, everybody in the ring. Uh, Sherrod shoots off a nation with the worst looking. I don't. It, it was horrible. If you go back and watch, he shoots him off, grabbing his butcher strap, in uh, in the front, and then Jones comes off the top with the worst looking drop kick in wrestling history. <laughs> to the point where he lands on one of his own legs, and I was waiting for it to sit. Yeah, I know it was all. I was like, that was so bad. It was bad. <laughs> but I, I can I can say that I have finally watched a match in which Virgil wasn't the worst in the ring. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I got. I can say that. I, I got also got on here. I said uh, Travis and Jarrett kept Jones out of the ring much as possible because with Jones and um, Nation in there at the same time, longer than the the ten second periods they were in there together, it would have been a really bad. It, it would have taken a train wreck. To to just to just a disaster, total disaster. So they kept him out of there much as they could, and I think Billy was like uh, was pissed, so he's wanting to beat up on the guy too. Uh, then I put it said, uh, "Well, Dennis Upton has lost his worst jobber title to Ron Nation." <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's sad too because they they probably thought something about Nation because he had a lot of height compared to everybody. Yeah. But that's all he had. Yeah, he, he wasn't ready. He, he like maybe had a couple weeks of training because he couldn't hit the ropes, just couldn't do anything. Um, it'd be ne need to see if he's back next week because um, it took uh, well, up to like one. He he made like what two weeks, three weeks, and he was, then he was gone. So it would be uh, neat to see uh, if Upton. Um, I mean, if Nations come back. Um, so um, at the end, then Tojo gets in the ring. Is mad because Nation got beat. He say he pushes him, then Goto looks like he's fixing to deck him, and they cut to break. Yeah, I, I was very upset by that. Yeah, I was like, oh man, if he gets it from these guys too, my night's made. I know. I was like, dang, I wanted to see it. So then they uh, come back to Lance. He intros the Soul Train Jones video, same ones that they do every show every week. Um, a lot of bad wrestling, a lot of bad dancing. Uh, then they cut back to Lance. Lance recaps the show. Um, and I, basically, I put uh, don't understand what happened to the CEO show, but we already discussed that. Um, uh, then I've got to talk about the productions, you know, all over the place, like uh, we've already talked. Um, uh, I got on here overall good show, uh, you know, different show. Um, I like the Coliseum stuff. Uh, it's good to see that every now and then. So that they, you know, that's why I think there is a bunch. 
at one time there was a bunch of Coliseum tapes left from because they did a lot you know especially from the 80s because they had these two shows and they showed a lot you know and that second show was a lot of Coliseum so at one time there was still a lot of Coliseum tapes out there somewhere um, you know I don't know if they got thrown away or whatever um, I said overall good show I liked it uh, they finally showed Alan Rich besides the um, the same video lead up to the uh, injury angle they actually showed something different for once they actually showed, had him an interview um, so basically that's all I got like I said it's a good show um, what do you, so what, what's your uh, let's hear what your, your recap of what you thought about everything I, I enjoyed the show. It was good for a recap show because uh, that's pretty much what it is. It, it, it made me feel almost like a, I don't want to say a year-end review because, you know, they just started the year, but like a month-end review. Yeah. Um, and I, I was really happy to get get some Midtown Coliseum stuff. Um, I, I was a little upset uh, that some of the matches, or like the match that was shown in full was not the best. I, they could have cut that and given me the whole sheep herder spabs match, and I would have been over the moon. Yeah. Um, but no, some, some really good stuff. Uh, like I said, it was it was hard to watch. Not hard to watch, but you know, I just kind of sat there throwing the stuff we'd already covered. Yeah. Yeah. And just waiting for the next thing. But other than that, like we we got a little bit of furthering of angles with with the idol and rich. Um. <laughs> I got to watch the perversely entertaining Ron Nation get murdered. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun watching it. Was this the debut of the uh, Paul Diamond video? It's the first time I've, of, yeah, it's the first time I've seen it. Unless they, you know, it might have been showed in December, but since we've been doing, this is the first time uh, they've showed it in, in 87, so. And you, you know me, I've always been a huge fan of the, the Memphis music videos. Yes. So anytime we get a new one, um, like I'll even take a new Virgil one. I don't want the same one we've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. I'm already tired of it. Yeah, but that's... you know, I, I love these videos. Like in that, I what, what hooked me on wanting to be a pro wrestler was uh, watching USWA and them pushing a big Lawler match and showing old footage of him throwing fireballs. Yeah, in a music video, and that's what made me want to be a pro wrestler. So. I've got a special place in my heart for the Memphis music videos, and yeah. they did them better than anybody else. Yeah. Well, it kind of surprised me, too. Um, you know, you're talking about the same Soul Train Jones video. Um, you know, he's been in the promotion for about a month now. Um, it's Especially as much as they're pushing him, it's kind of uh, some surprise they haven't got a new one, uh, video yet because that that video, you know, they, they brought out the his week number two. You know, they took all the footage they had from his first week there and made a video. They got enough footage now to make another video, and with them pushing him so hard, I can't believe they haven't made one yet. Yeah, unless but then they have to figure out another song to try to get over. That's true. And they're, I, not, they're not done shoving "Living in America" down our throats yet. But the thing is, though, that's his interest in music. So they could actually now go spin off to another. They could do another song on the you know with a video. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, because Lawler almost never came out to the music that were in his videos. No, no, it's, yeah, no, it's always... Like, if there's King of the Mountain, um, he did come out to Survivor, or not Survivor, but duh, 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 yeah. duh, that gimmick. Yeah. Um, so, but Lawler had 47 videos and probably like three entrance musics, so... Uh, but yeah, just like I said, it just kind of shot me as 
But then again, they might have one. Who knows? Uh, they're working on. I don't know. We'll know next. The next episode for next week. Next week's show is going to be the uh, first show we'll see in February. It'll be February seventh show. Um, I actually scanned through it. It looked like it's a complete studio show. Um, from what nice. I could, What's that? That's a nice. Yeah. Um, like you know, we're talking about the. You know, the, it was a good change up to have. Um, some Coliseum matches. Like I said, I used to get, you know, here in Nashville, Tennessee, we, we growing up, we always got, you know, we got two shows. Um, the B show, you want to call it, we'd got, we used to get it on Saturday mornings. Uh, I want to say it was on Channel 17, and then I think later on they moved it to Channel 30. Uh, then the studio show came on uh, Channel 2, uh, early afternoon, like 12, 1 o'clock, something like that. Uh, but yeah, the, Colise- the, the B show, the show, the Coliseum footage, it always... You never got any really main events in it. If you did, it would be something from, uh, earlier. Because I know, like, I, I recorded an ep- uh, episode one I had out on tape one time. Uh, I want to say it was from 86 of the B-Show. And they showed a Lawler, Dundee, Loser, Leave Town, um, which was really good. But for, like, uh, Coliseum footage, they usually didn't show a main event. If they did, it was really clipped down like the uh, Sheep Herders Fabs match was. Uh, but you usually got... Opening or early, early mid, you know, the earlier mid card matches, you would get most of them uh, on the Coliseum stuff, but which is still good because uh, it's stuff you don't get to see, especially being in Nashville, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, it was good to see that. It, you know, I, I, was, I was hoping we would run across some of these, um, you know, just to, to do a little something different. Um, I'm going to scan through, like I said, this is the first one. But you know, it actually was it was the it was the only show for the loop. But I'm gonna see. Hope, man, if I still had my, I wish I still had my uh, collection because uh, I actually had still had some of the B shows uh, from '86, and I think I had some from '87 uh, and '88. I had '88 too because I remember. Um, yeah, I had some '88 because I think that's when they stopped doing those. I think was in '88. 89 time period but uh anyway we got about two minutes uh we're gonna wrap this up uh like i said i thought it was a good show a little did something different at first i was didn't really i was really reluctant uh and then actually got into watching it and i really enjoyed it you know changed up the little change up was good um like i said uh next week's show looks like back to regular studio and and we should be getting more into the um lawler rich idol thing Law should be getting ready to come back pretty soon. Um, in February, I think at the end of February, I think he kind of finally comes back. But uh, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up, real fast? Um, no, man, not not really. Uh, I, I can't say I'm going through the playlist of shows we're going to look into going forward, and uh, we got some interesting debuts coming up in yes. the next few months and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to to see some things shake up. Yeah, they're fixing a lot of shake up because there's a lot of talents been there for over a year now. They're going to shake up. Some are turning, some are leaving. A lot of people coming in for the first time. Um, some big names and stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. So uh, we're going to wrap this up, everybody. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, uh, when you use that old line, tell your buddy, tell your friend, tell anybody you can. Uh, if you like this thing, like us, share us, let everybody know we're doing it. Uh, hopefully, we're getting better. And uh, for Quint Charisma, hey, that's me and Jeremiah Plunkett. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.